It's time to explore the unexplained, to delve into the mysteries of our world and the realms beyond, to seek out the answers to phenomena that defy conventional explanation. Welcome to Paranormal Underground Radio in the Dark with Karen Frazier and Chucky G, where that journey begins. Hello, everyone. This is Paranormal Underground Radio in the dark with your host, Karen Frazier, and me, Chucky G. Hi, Karen. How's it going? Hi, Chucky. It's going well. How are you? It's, I'm, doing, I'm doing good. This is our Halloween extravaganza. Ganza, That's ganza, right. Ganza. Happy Halloween. Yeah. Happy Halloween. It's, well, that it's, means it's, that Chuck and I will be bobbing for apples, eating candy, and drinking mm-hmm. booze the entire show. This is the worst this is the worst. I mean, it's my favorite holiday, but it's the worst day because if being a diabetic, there's candy everywhere, and you just can't not eat it. I just can't I don't. Not. I don't eat candy. I mean, so I'm sorry. yeah, I'll I don't eat, eat it. I'll either. eat some for you. Don't worry. I'll eat just. I'll eat a bunch of chocolate for you too. Because well, the way so I what I'm saying is, you actually can not eat it. <laughs> but I saying that I want to eat it. <laughs> I understand. I want to eat it too. Mm-hmm. It's delicious. It's delicious candies, especially like chocolate or Reese's peanut butter cups or uh, my favorites, Kit Kats. Oh, those are, are those your favorite? My favorite mm-hmm. candy, I like um, lemon drops, Oh, which incidentally is also my favorite cocktail. And I like sweet tarts Yeah, and peanut butter cups. I could never eat those candy corns. I don't know why. Just no, never. because they're disgustingly sweet. I know. I, yeah. don't, I don't like them. They're really weird, too. It's like chewing wax or something. Let's have some waxy corn that's not even really corn, and it's mm. just full of sugar. Mm. Hey, Cheryl, what's your favorite candy? Yeah, really. Well, I, I love candy corn. I know Cheryl's answer is candy. It's yeah, my favorite candy. Chocolate, chocolate is my favorite candy. Probably like a Three Musketeers or a Milky Way. Oh, you like the nougat and the caramel. I, I do. I, I love mm-hmm. it. Do you like the nuts in it or no? No. No <laughs> nuts. nuts. No nuts. Okay. No. No nuts. You don't like nuts. It's not. I like. I like nuts. Just not. Not in my candy bars. <laughs> oh, wait, that came out wrong. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All You answered my question. Thank you very much for playing. <laughs> I also like dark chocolate with like um, spicy, like chili peppers or something, and I like that too. You like the dark chocolate, huh? That's pretty good though. Dark chocolate is much better than the other chocolate. It is much better. Mm-hmm. Like the, I like the M&M's. They have the M&M's with the dark chocolate. Oh, my God. Gosh. I can eat a whole bag in like two seconds. <laughs> I can't even tell you the last time I had candy. No? Or an M&M. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Years. It's been a long time. That's okay. I'll, I, I, I'll eat some for you. Don't worry. Hey, guess what? We have a guest on tonight. Her name is Winter. Well, we never Hale. have guests. Oh, I love her name. I got to say it again. Winter. Balefire. That's that so cool? unusual that we have a guest on this evening. I know, isn't that crazy? We usually yeah. don't do we're, we're breaking from our format. Our format, which is just us talking for two, <laughs> for two hours straight about <laughs> absolutely <laughs> nothing. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty. Eventually, we sound like Charlie Brown's teacher. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I started talking about appendages and candy and all sorts of stuff we shouldn't be talking about. But she's an occultist and magic and lore expert. I want to know. What kind of an ex- I mean, what was she an expert in magic and lore? Like what? I mean, I, I need to find this stuff out. I mean, because, all right, do you believe in magic? I mean, magic. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, glitter coming from your hands, magic. You know, that kind of stuff. Like Merlin magic. Come on, do well, you? Well, 
I believe that we have far more ability to manipulate the universe and work within the natural laws of the universe than we realize. Okay. So in that way, I believe, I guess, in magic. But can I shoot glitter from my hands? Not from my hands. Darn it. I can do it from my butt. I can shoot that's glitter from what my I butt. said by That's what I meant by <laughs> not from my hands. No. <laughs> you know, knew just, what I meant by that, huh? <laughs> yeah, but I just wanted to say it out loud. I'm shooting glitter from our butts, folks. That's what we're going to do tonight. Woohoo! Happy Halloween. All right, so before we get to... The news of the strange and the odd. I did a uh, Halloween story. A story. I did a Halloween story um, that I did for In the Dark Radio. I know some small, little, tiny, little show I used to do um, called Mom's Home. And um, so we, we, I went up. We, we're going to play it again this year because it. I don't know. I thought it was pretty cool. Cheryl liked it. Uh, so, well, yeah. So why don't you go ahead and play that, and you guys enjoy the little creepiness, and then we'll come back and then we'll do the news. So go ahead whenever you're ready, Cheryl. When I was around 11, my family moved to a big old two-story house in the older west side of Chicago. With its big empty rooms and creaky floorboards, it was definitely a creepy place. At the time, both my parents worked, so I was often alone when I came home from school. Though my mother always left the light on, so when I came home, I was fine. I remember that evening well, because when I did come home, the house was completely dark. I called out, Mom! And I heard her reply, Yes, sweetie, come here, from upstairs. Now I thought to myself, that's odd, because she always leaves the light on. But hey, moms are entitled to forget once in a while too, aren't they? I called her again as I climbed the stairs to see which room she was in, and again I got the same reply. Since it was still a new house, I didn't know my way around the mazes of rooms, but it sounded like she was in the one on the far right side down the hall. Suddenly, I felt very uneasy, but I figured it was only natural, it was dark, and I hadn't got the lay of the land yet, so I continued forward to the room in front of me to see my mom, knowing that her presence would calm my fears, as mother's presences always do. Just as I reached the handle of the door to let myself in the room, I heard the front door downstairs open, and my mother's voice calling back to me, Sweetie, are you home? in a cheery voice. Now my brain kicked into confusion mode as I jumped back from the door, startled not knowing what was really in that room. Quickly, I started backing away, turning towards the stairs, and as I did, I heard the door to the room slowly start creaking open. That's when I saw through the crack of the door the long, dark hair of something very small with black eyes. It was just standing still, looking at me, with a grin that went from one side of its pale face to the other. And then I heard it say, And then it laughed. (laughs) So the next time you think something creepy can't sneak up on you, remember this tale. Happy Halloween, everyone. (laughs) 
Happy Halloween, everyone. I hope you enjoyed my little ditty. Uh, because, you know, it has some creepy stuff on Halloween, man. I mean, if that's what it's all about. I understand we talk about the paranormal and how wonderful it really is. But, you know, once in a while, we just got to get down and scary. You know what I'm talking about? You know what I'm saying, Karen? Down and scary? Like, yes. Just scared a poop right out of you. Make you jump and be startled. and Sure. All right. Okay. So, let's... Hey, Cheryl. Hey. Let's roll right into... That time. Could we do that? We can. All right, let's do it. When the world gets weird and things don't make any sense, it's news of the strange and the odd. That is correct. You can't you can't mess me up, Cheryl. There's just no way. Aww. So so here we go. Here, here, here's one for you. This will add a little ditty to your creepiness of Halloween. My first little story is, your children look delicious. May I have a taste? That is correct. Oh, if you could see the look on Karen's face right now. From minnesota.cbslocal.com by Esme Murphy. Check this out. Police in Champlain, Minnesota, say a 38-year-old woman was arrested and has admitted sending anonymous threats to a family that said she wanted to taste and lick their children. That is correct. Taste and lick their children. Police say the woman was upset because the children made noise and left items in her yard. Carrie Pernula was arrested on Friday and faces possible charges of gross misdemeanor terroristic threats and stalking. Word of the threats had spread quickly through the social media and the neighborhood, saying both they and the family were terrified. The first anonymous threat arrived on September 27th by mail. The two short sentences said... The children look delicious. May I have a taste? The family lives in Champlain neighborhood, and they have two elementary school students. Terrified, they called the Champlain Police Department and posted on Champlain's community Facebook page, saying in part, opened our mail today to this letter. Obviously, my stomach started to do somersaults. Then the family began to receive magazine subscriptions. Instead of a name on the address label, it is said things like, Tasty children along those lines. Champlain uh, Deputy Police Chief Ty Schmidt said uh, the police traced the magazines and last Friday arrested Carrie. Police say she admitted to the threats. She was angry because the kids were leaving stuff in her yard. And I think being a little noisy, being kids the way kids are, what's the big deal? The neighborhood is full of families with young children. Uh, so uh, what do you think about that little lovely story? What the hell is wrong with people? <laughs> Thank you. That's exactly what I was looking for. I mean, <laughs> that's all I got on that. I know. I read it and I was like, that's not a real story. And then I looked it up and I was like, it's a real story. And I'm like, well, it is Halloween. So let's uh. just throw that right in the mix. So if you ever get something that says, hey, your children look tasty. I want to lick them. Call the police. Okay. Second one up. Here's one. This is interesting. Kind of fits in my motif of things. A list of 11 of the most bizarre divorce laws from around the world. That is right. Metro.co.uk by Nicole Morley. Okay. Saudi Arabia. In Saudi Arabia, a woman has legal grounds for divorce if her husband fails to bring her fresh coffee every morning. How do you like that one? No coffee? Boom. You're out of here. I would be divorced. <laughs> Hong Kong. According to ancient Chinese law in Hong Kong, it is legal for a woman to murder her husband if he is caught cheating. I like that one. That's a pretty... Okay. Oh, but there's a catch, though. The scorned wife, though, she can only kill him with her bare hands. No weapons are allowed. That's the rule. Okay? 
Samoa. In Samoa, it is te- technically legal for a woman to file for a divorce if her other half forgets her birthday. I mean, I, I'm thinking that's a little harsh, don't you think? Uh... All righty. Well, let's roll on that one. Scotland. In Scotland, until 1939, if a woman wanted to pursue it, a man would legally have to marry a woman after sleeping with her. But the Scottish Marriage Act brought with it knights of no strings attached pleasures. So there you go. Hmm. Darn, they had to change that law. Hey, Kansas. In Kansas, a woman can file for a divorce if her husband fails to get on with her mother. Mom's the word. Mom knows best. Get on her. Oh, like get along with or get on the phone with? Okay. No, get get along with, yeah. Uh, In Kuwait, according to an ancient law, a man can be imprisoned for looking centrally at another woman. But there isn't, this isn't where it stops. He is also forbidden to look lustfully at any (laughs) female animal, which is probably just as well. That's so subjective, though. I know. How can you tell if it's a lustful? Oh, I don't know. Or sensual look. I mean, is he like biting his thumb? You know, going or yeah, licking his finger, going. Oh, hello. I don't know. I don't know. Don't ever do that again, though. Okay, I'm sorry. No, don't do Uh, that. Oh, okay, sorry. Colorado. In Colorado and in Hartford in the U.S., an old law states that a man can be thrown into jail for scowling at his wife on Sunday. Well, it is the day of rest, right? I mean, don't be That's scowling. Like work. The day it's of rest. work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. South Carolina, uh, South Carolina Casanovas could face legal action if they propose to an unwed woman to get her in the sack. <laughs> the misleading promise of marriage could lead to charges under the Offensive Against Morality and Decency Act. Oh, you like that one. So if you just kind of like, you know, you know, fake it up to say, I love you, just to, you know, get in the sack, then you're getting in trouble. That's going to kill a lot of guys' game. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking. How about a, 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 a aboriginal law in Australia? Traditionally, if a woman in Australia wants to separate from her husband, she could try to persuade him, or she could just go right ahead and wed another man to immediately end her marriage. How's that? So they don't have bigamy at all. Is if I, you marry somebody, your previous I marriage guess, is terminated. I guess so. So it says you just if you just marry the other person, the other one just is automatically ended. I don't understand how they can even do that. You know what I'm saying? I mean, how would you? Didn't like, you say that was Australian Aboriginal law, though? Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. it's like tribal law. Okay. Yeah. What are you gonna do? Like, uh, I, I do dig that the, the woman has the power in some of these. Yeah. It's like, what do you want? I want half my hut. How do you get half the hut if you just you know? I don't know. All right, Utah. Outdated laws in Utah means that men in Utah are responsible for their wife's actions, although this only applies if he is actually with her during those actions. So, see, if he's with her, then he has to deal with whatever wacky crap she does. Only if he's with her, though. Otherwise, hmm. he's, he's free and clear. And the so last next one is time I'm one. mad at Jim, we'll travel to Utah. <laughs> There you go. Just make sure he's with you when you do it. In Delaware, the last one, an annulment may be granted in Delaware if one or both of the parties enter into the marriage as a jest or a dare. There you go. So how do you even prove that? Like that marriage- it was a, You just say it. It was a dare. <laughs> it was a jest. We were just kidding. We didn't mean it. God. Okay, and the last one is, and this is kind of interesting, a massive asteroid will whiz by the Earth on Halloween. Okay, so we got one coming by, popularmechanics.com by Jay Bennett. Scientists have revealed that a high-speed asteroid will streak past our planet at the end of the month. Measuring 470 meters in diameter, the enormous space rock will pass within 310,000 miles of the Earth. That's approximately 30% further away from us than the orbit of the moon. So close. 
Yeah, I know. Believed to be part of a broken comet, the object will be visible with a telescope as it crosses the constellation Oron and will be the largest known asteroid to fly this close for quite some time. While the near miss is good news for amateur astronomers and represents no impact threat, the asteroid's sudden discovery, a mere 10 days before its closest approach, has raised concern over mankind's ability to detect potential dangerous objects heading in our direction. I would say, yeah, probably right What? Now. Okay, but who cares? I mean, if they're heading in our direction... What the hell are we going to do about it? Right. I would rather not know. I just, just hit me and then, I'll, you know, I'm like all happy and bliss and boom, and that's it. You know, versus going, oh, my God, in 10 days, I'm going to be dead. And then you're running around for 10 days and there's nothing you can really do. Putting right? X's on the calendar yeah. every day. And then it misses us and we're not dead anyway. And then we just had 10 days of hell. Yes, and you're like all freaking out. So it says, while the asteroid deflection techniques could make it possible to change the course of a large asteroid, while it is still far out in space, such methods would do little good when the object is that close to us. We just said that. NASA Administrator Charles Bolden summed up this concern during a talk in 2013. From the information we have, we don't know of an asteroid that will threaten the population of the United States, he says. But if it's coming in three weeks, hooray. That is the news for this week. Did you enjoy the news this week, Karen? Well, yes, I did, Chuck. And remember, children can be tasty. <laughs> no, that's just... <laughs> that's just wrong. I know, it is kind of wrong, you know. Unless you're a cannibal, then I guess it's not wrong, right? I mean, whatever happened to just standing there on your front porch with a shotgun yelling, you kids get off my lawn? I know. Or like, you know, or like uh, we, I remember uh, there were, you know, like a lady throwing a shoe at you. Get out of here, darn kid. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, she could be like the neighborhood scary lady, but she, that's a, that's just a shade too far. Yeah. I mean, you know, versus walking up to you on this and going, come here, little, come here, little boy. You are so tasty. I'd be like, oh my God, did that lady just say I was so tasty and I'd scream and run the other way. But yes. you're not a little boy. No, I'm not a little boy anymore. I'm a large boy now. Large muscle-wise, that is. Oh God. Damn, <laughs> which is just cool it with the gun show, man. So, but you know, hey, I'm I'm looking forward to Halloween. It's my favorite. My what are you doing on Halloween? Um, I'm watching, I know you're going to laugh, but I'm watching two hours of Ghost Adventures. It's a special. So I'm watching that. I'm looking oh, forward to it. Oh, Cheryl's nodding. She looks like she's going to do that too. I'm well, doing it. I, I, I can't do it live, but I'm, t I'm recording it. I guess they call it DVRing now. Um, not recording, but DVRing it for later to watch later because we're watching that uh, new series. What's it called? Uh, Evil Dead. Oh yeah. Isn't that, is that starting? Is it oh, that's right. On Halloween. Dead? On Halloween. Ash. Ash. That's for so yeah. We've got to watch that live. So sweet. That's on stars. I don't think we get stars here, and I'm really ticked because I want to see that. But I'm looking forward to X Files. That starts in January, and that's like, oh man, oh I'm so excited. <laughs> I can't tell how excited I am. But yeah, I heard that that's supposed to be a really good show, though. Um, you know, well, it's Bruce Campbell. Come on, the guy's hilarious. Mm -hmm. So, so yeah, so I'm doing. I'm just gonna. Uh, I was gonna watch the grandkids, but I think my son said he'd probably put him in bed by then. So pretty much, I'll just be. Um, you know, I'll be able to kick back and just watch the two hours of Ghost Adventures. And then maybe throw in a couple other movies, you know, uh, you know that I like to watch on Halloween. So how about you? What are you going to do on Halloween? What are you doing on Halloween? I'm turning off my outside lights. Yeah. And not answering the door. Aww. Well, oh. no, nobody. Here's the thing. Nobody. We have never had a trick-or-treater at our house. In the 15 years we've lived here, we have a really steep, scary, dark driveway. And nobody wants to come up it which is fine. 
Um, so this is the first year I didn't even buy candy because we don't want it around the house. Um, you know, because of the whole sugar thing with Jim's heart attack and stuff. So, uh, yeah. Uh, so I don't know. Jim's working that night. I have that, I have that big, huge party with, you know, 500 of my closest child friends tomorrow night at the museum. And, um, I have a hunch that I just plan to be drunk all day the next day and drunk all night and pass out. Um, and possibly stand on my short, my porch with a shotgun and scream, you kids get off my lawn. Well, please have Jim take a picture of that because I want to see that. He's going to be at work. He's working. He's working. And I just thought it would not be very cool for me to drive over. And to tell you the truth, October has been crazy busy for me, um, as it is for most paranormal people. Mm -hmm. And um, November is going to be like almost as busy. And so this is the one weekend that I actually have to relax. And so I could go do something. I'm sure I could drive over and see Tanner or something, but you know, or go hang out with friends. But it's like the only weekend I have to relax. So I'll probably be watching Ghost Adventures or something too. Well, there you go. See, it'll be cool. What the heck? It's it's two hours. It'll be it'll, it'll be entertaining. You know what I mean? So I'm looking forward to it. I've been coming up with great costume ideas, though. Of course, you know I'm going to be a cowgirl. Howdy, howdy. Um, but I had all these fantastic ideas of things that I could be. I could get a red shirt and be the person who's going to get killed next on Star Trek. Star Trek, I was going to say. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. That's a good idea. Right? Yeah. Next year. Next year at the kids' yep. parties. But see, because it's a kids' party, it has to be something pretty broad that kids, because it's young kids, like eight and under. Right. So, like my conspiracy theorist with the tinfoil cat hat, the kids wouldn't have gotten that. No, the red shirt Star Trek guy, the kids wouldn't have gotten no, that. that. No, you, I, keep- you know what you do is you go with the red shirt. And with the Star Trek logo, the communicator thing on it, and then on the back, you put a target on your back. Well, they I'm sure they get that. <laughs> no, because most kids don't know that it's the person in the red shirt who oh, dies in the landing party, do they? Well, I don't know. There could be a couple oh. little kid geeks out there that if their dads watch Star Trek, they might know. Well, a couple know. little Trekkies out there. <laughs> so, yeah, that's what I'm going to do. I'm just going to chill back. And, oh, and of course, I'll have to eat a couple pieces of candy. I can't really I am the only one of the three of us wearing a costume tomorrow. Pretty much. Over for Halloween. That's Pretty just much. sad. Well, normally I do, but, you know, I'm, I'm kind of like, you know, getting stuff, you know. I know, you know I know, I know. You got, you. well, you are part of the reason I am so busy in November. I'm not going to lie. I'm so sorry. No, it's okay. It's good busy. I'm sorry. I just, it's, this is my weekend. This is the weekend that I have to sort of, you know, kick back and chill. And Well, we never thought that it would happen that it would come and visit Oregon. Um. You know, it's funny that you never thought that it was happen because you would happen because you were telling me that it would. So you were just lying. <laughs> oh, it's just hopeful. Hopefully, thinking. I guess I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Well, and now here you and you're headed out this way. Yep, here I in am. Less than, three, that less than three weeks with sleeves on my shirts. Sleeves. That's right. You must wear sleeves. I'll have sleeves. Well, I'll have a couple of sleeveless ones for when I'm relaxing. But yes, I'll start off with sleeves. That is correct. I plan on wearing sleeves the entire time. Okay. How's the weather down there, by the way, before we go to break? Um, it's been uh, a little bit rainy the last couple of days, so like 60 degrees and rainy. Oh, my God. Um, it's freezing over here. But it's been really, before that, it was nice. Okay. So, But this is late October. We're going to start getting some storms and stuff, and we're going to be at the beach. And if there's a storm when we're at the beach, oh, that's really cool. Is it really? Oh, storms at the beach are the best. Cheryl, storms at the beach. Yeah, I don't know. Not. We don't have we don't have beaches here, so I don't. 
Well, I, I don't understand that yet. You so. have, the, it, yeah, they're great. They come in and the ocean gets big waves and like you can see, and if there's thunder and lightning, you can see it for miles around out over the ocean. Sweet. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I can't wait. So I can't wait to meet other people too when I'm down there. Hopefully I'll meet some people. It's going to be pretty. Well, I've, I've mentioned to people. So now you talk to them. Okay. Anybody that's out there that's in the Washington area or the Oregon area. Both are I, fairly big states, but yeah, go on. Very, all right. Well, you know, any, anybody that knows me and you're from that area, I will be visiting November 18th through the 22nd. And check a private message. I think we're looking for, I was. I told Jay the other day that we were looking at maybe a Friday night gathering because you have yeah. to leave yes. early on, on. And Thursday we have to do the show. Yep. Yeah, because Saturdays pretty much got to go to bed early because you got to get the crack of dawn so you can drive me back to the airport. So, yeah, so Friday would be perfect. Yeah. You know, I used to have a friend named Dawn, like mm-hmm. a girl Dawn, and she hated that expression. She had what expression? The crack of dawn. Oh, well, I'm sorry. And it's the crack of dawn. Sometimes I bend over. I think if your name is if I think if your name is Dawn, you take that personally. That's all. Yeah, well, you know what? Here, let me let me wait. Well, we'll just say this before we go to break. Well, you know, when someone says, Oh, I had to up chuck or just chuck that out the window. All right. I rest my case. Nobody ever says I'm gonna Karen this or Karen that or (laughs) Karen you or anything. You're so lucky. I am, but it rhymes with Red Baron, and Cheryl and I both were called, don't know, that's not, you you have a nickname you hate, that's what I hate, Um, but Cheryl and I were both called something very similar when we were younger, too, Care Bear and Share Bear. Care Bear and Share Bear. That's right. That's why we were meant to be friends. It was destiny. There you go. All right, let's go to break, and so we can continue with our Halloween spooktacular, not a spectacular, a spooktacular. That's right. Uh, We'll be talking to Winter Balefire, so stick around. You're listening to Paranormal Underground Radio in the Dark here on MixLR. We'll be right back. Sweet. Hey, everyone. It's Karen Frazier from Paranormal Underground Radio. I'm here to tell you about my latest book, Pioneer Spirits, Investigating the Haunted Lewis County Historical Museum. In the book, I got together with Patty Valdez, South Sound Paranormal Research. SSPR has actually interacted with the ghosts at the Lewis County Historical Museum for more than seven years, and the experiences that I've had there as a volunteer and paranormal investigator have been significant. So I'm excited to share the story of the ghosts there with you. I hope you'll pick up a copy of Pioneer Spirits so that you too can know what it's like to encounter one of Washington State's most active haunts. This book is available on Amazon.com or you can visit my website at authorkarenfraser.com. Do you want to keep up with what's going on at Paranormal Underground? Then tweet us on Twitter at ParanormalUG. Or follow us on Facebook at Paranormal Underground. Meet us on MySpace, Paranormal Underground. There's no need to be in the dark about what's going on at Paranormal Underground. Join us on your favorite social networking site today. So you're looking for the best in Paranormal Radio. Well, you just found it right here on Paranormal Underground Radio in the dark. Join me, Chucky G, and my awesome co-host, Karen Frazier, for topics ranging from the metaphysical to the unexplained. That's right. Every Thursday night at 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern, and other times in the flyover states on MixLR, we will delve into all things paranormal. And along the way, we hope to entertain you and have a few laughs as well. 
So join us on Paranormal Underground Radio in the dark, exploring the unexplained. Hello, everyone. We're back. This is Paranormal Underground Radio in the dark on Mix LR with your hosts, Karen Frazier and me, the lovely Chucky G. The lovely and talented Chucky G. Why, thank you. And this evening we have a, a lady with us. She's an occultist and magic and lore expert and has the coolest, and I, I'm saying really seriously, the coolest name ever because I'm into Merlin and all that kind of stuff, Winter Balefire. Hi, Winter. How are Hi. you? I'm good, thank you. How are you? I'm good. And it's also exciting because you write for the magazine, um, like we do, and we have never spoken. So wow. it's like a meeting of colleagues. Yes. <laughs> Whoa, that's really cool. So, so, all right, so I have to ask. I have to ask because it's my job. On the show, it's my job to ask questions. Because so, really, he has to. Yeah, I do. Yes. I have to. I'm just that way. Um, magic and lore expert. How, how, how do you become a magic and lore export? Or can you, can you describe that a little bit for me? Sorry, I understand. It a little bit. <laughs> yes, please. Um, well, it's, I've pretty much been studying um, all types of magic, usually. Um, well, for me, like I practice more um, of the, um, I guess, uh, just basic witchcraft. Um, but ever since I was, probably a teenager even before then, just um, researching and, and just getting as much information as I can about different cultures and different beliefs and things like that. And what I've learned over the years is that magic is pretty much anything that we do in order to, you know, in an attempt to kind of change our outcome or change, um, you know, any sort or, or have an influence on the way our life progresses. So, okay. So if I do affirmations or visualization, that's magic. Exactly. exactly. If I use and crystals, that's magic. Exactly. Yes. Is energy healing magic? Yes. Oh, hey, I'm a magician. Reiki, shamanism, you know, anything like that. I, I mean, to me, you know, anything where you're using any sort of energy or any sort of outside influence, um, you know, mixing with your own energy and, you know, it's interesting because people, I think people on a daily basis practice some sort of magic and they really don't even think about it. Mm -hmm. I mean, blowing out birthday candles, you know, tossing salt over your shoulder if you spill it, you know, not walking under ladders, you know, magic and superstitions and, and you know, that's where you get into lore and the reasoning behind these things. And it's all kind of intertwined into one big, you know, umbrella, I guess. So is, is, would you consider prayer magic then? Yes, absolutely. And that's, you know, one of the things that, you know, it, it's, it's, you know, it's bizarre and slightly understandable still how in this day and age people still have a negative connotation when they hear the word witchcraft or when they hear, you know, that someone is practicing witchcraft or anything like that. And it's, you know, the way I explain it to people is it's just a different form of prayer, mm -hmm. you know, just a different way of, um, you know, comforting yourself or communicating or, you know, doing those little extra steps, you know, to try to, to make sure that, um, you know, either if it makes you feel more confident or if it makes you, you know, sleep better or if it makes you, you know, go into 
you know, a new job or, you know, first day of school or, or anything that you're nervous about, you know, people will sometimes do prayer. People will sometimes do, um, you know, other forms of magic in order to, you know, calm or soothe or heal, you know, things like that. Yeah, so I've been doing it since I was a kid. I used to cross my fingers all the time and not step on the cracks or I'd break my mother's back. Exactly. And she has never had a broken back, so I've been very successful at that. Well, that's very good. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that would be bad if you you did step on one and you broke her back. Oh, my God, I feel terrible, and I'd probably blame it on one of my sisters, really. And she'd probably make one of those terrible news stories, yes. (laughs) (laughs) So, I mean, how did you, I mean, that's interesting that you, I never looked at it that way, so I never looked at it as like, even being a psychic is kind of magic because we yeah. use energy to to connect to other energies that are not here in the physical form anymore. So um, I never really, I never, I never, you know, to me, a magic has always been like what you see, like on, you know, on, with Merlin, you know, and just, like we were talking, like stuff shooting out of your hands and lifting things off the ground, and you know that kind of wizard wizardly magic. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, so I never looked at uh, even like when you said blowing out candles. I was like, seriously, really? And like, well, I guess if it's superstitious, I guess yeah, um, any, that could be true. Yeah, rooted in superstition. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. So what made you want to? I mean, what what made you want to get into? you know, looking at it that way, I mean? Well, I think, um, you know, growing up, I grew up in, I guess you would say, a really spiritually active house. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, I definitely had, um, we definitely had um, spirits in in my parents' house when I was growing up. Um, You know, my mom was aware of it, I was aware of it, um, you know, and I was kind of lucky growing up because they never told me Oh, you know, the the figures that you're seeing, or the you know doorknob shaking, or doors opening, you know that's not real. That's your imagination. They never told me that, you know. Mm-hmm. So I was able to, um, you know, it wasn't pushed out of my mind at an early age that these things don't exist. So I was able, I was always more curious, you know, like why is this happening, and and you know that really got me interested in the paranormal, and then you know learning about um, how really a lot of it is energy-based and, and things like that. And then, um, you know, I was really fascinated with um, kind of how paranormal investigations started and ghost stories and things like that. And I think it just kind of melded into, um, you know, tapping into my own energies and trying to figure out, you know, what... You know, if an energy outside of a body can be this powerful, you know, who's to say the energy inside the body can't be as powerful? Mm-hmm. You know? So yeah. um, I, you know, started um, studying tarot. I started studying, um, you know, started working with pendulums, started, you know, just really testing my own abilities, I guess. And, um, you know, I I think when I was 15 or 16, I, I bought... Um, the uh, the the Ray Buckland's Book of Witchcraft, mm-hmm. and that just really threw me into wanting to learn more about that and practitioners and and you know different types of spell work and things like that. So it was just kind of a you know gradual process of learning about my own energy and um, you know what we as human beings are all capable of. So. Mm-hmm. So I want to ask you about superstition. 
because this is a pretty superstitious time of year. Um, yes. and I love superstitions and urban legends. It's, I love urban legends, too. Urban legends yes. are so interesting because they show us what we're afraid of, really, and as a, as a culture, and they're an interesting insight into, into our cultural beliefs. But with superstitions... You know, there are a lot of superstitions that people just consider silly and they say, well, why would you do that? Um, and, and if you're a superstitious person, you're not always regarded as being really, um, maybe you're regarded as being a little bit off your rocker, uh, super, really super. But then, except there is one exception to this, and that is sports fans. And sports fans and athletes can be as crazy superstitious, and they are. I mean, they're way crazier than, you know, not walking under a ladder or something. So yeah. why do you think that it's so acceptable in some areas of society and yet in others you're just kind of considered silly? You know, that's a really good question. And I think, um, you know, when you talk about, you know, sports, for instance, um, I think there's more of a, I think it's more of a group mentality at that point. So it's a little yeah. more acceptable than when it's... I don't know. My husband truly thinks he's going to help the team win by wearing a jersey. <laughs> exactly. You know, I lucked out. My husband's a comic book geek. I didn't have, I'd have to deal with the sports thing. Um, but yeah, it, I think if it's a group mentality, and I think if you're, you know, with a, other sports fans and you understand that other other people have the same superstitions, then it's almost, you know, people for centuries have always been, you know, well, not all of us, thank God, but, you know, a lot of people feel more comfortable in a group. And if the whole group's doing it, then it must be safe, it must be okay. You know, if it's just you by yourself, then that's when people try to single you out and, oh, you look a little crazy, you know? So, that's that's the only thing I could think of, is that it's, it's just, you know, well, you know, 500 other people are doing it, so I can do it. (laughs) (laughs) It could be. I do not believe that wearing a certain jersey will help a team win or lose or wearing a certain pair of socks or underwear or things like that. That's just not the way that I think. But I am superstitious, I guess, about other things that I don't even really consider them as superstitions because they're just things I've I've sort of thought about all my life, you know, so, Mm -hmm. and then. And also, Uh, you know, with the sports situation too is a lot of our superstitions with you know you know like like I said earlier with you know tossing salt or not walking under a ladder and things like that they are so deeply rooted for so long and you know I think the sports superstitions are something a little bit more not necessarily new but newer than these old ones you know so it's definitely yeah yeah, so you know it's 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 and you know and then you get that one person who their team did win and then and then they think they're right. So my know, husband refused like, to shave his beard until the Seattle Seahawks won their first game this year. <laughs> oh wow, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, I know. Me too. <laughs> it's gone now, so we're good. Okay, good. <laughs> so there's a there's a quite there's a well there's a couple questions in chat, but uh, they're kind of like melding together. But one of them was, and I think we kind of answered this, like, what was the difference between witchcraft and other magic or prayer? Um, and then I guess it also falls in what's your take on religion or God? So I guess mm-hmm. you can just kind of wrap that into one. Yeah. Um, you know, it's it such a touchy, touchy subject there. That's okay. Um, I, so each person, when someone is practicing, I mean, and I mean, like actually practicing, you know, 
spell work or, um, you know, with witchcraft. Um, mm-hmm. Each person connects with a different type of deity. Um, and usually when, I, when people are starting out, you know, I'll suggest to them, you know, don't ever try to start any sort of spell work or getting into witchcraft or any sort of, of you know, magical arts if you're doing it to immediately better your, you know, try to better situation for yourself. You need mm-hmm. to do it in order to, you know, um, get an understanding of yourself first before you can even begin working with any of those things. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, I, from the beginning, have always connected with the Egyptian uh, gods and goddesses. Mm-hmm. On my altar, I mostly will have um, statues of Bast and of Anubis, because those are the two that have always worked best for me. Um, but it's, I do think there is definitely, to, to you know, get forward with the, with the belief in God question, I do think there is something definitely bigger than us. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's a one holy being, not mm-hmm. Yes. Um, you know, but, I mean, nature is such an incredible, you know, power. And, you know, just to watch, you know, what can happen with, you know, um, you know storms and lightning and things like that. I mean, right. definitely, you know, something greater than us out there. But do I think mm-hmm. it's a wonderful thing? No. I think it's everywhere, you know. It's, you know, not again goes with my, you know, with what I practice, you know. It's it's in the sky, it's in the water, it's in fire. It's, you know, right. there's a different power with everything that surrounds us. And that's, right. again, the superstition part. It's what are you giving power to? What are you feeding into, mm-hmm. you know, that is either going to help or harm at the same time, so. Right, yeah, because, I mean, I mean, to me, I, I just believe in the source, I like to say, you know, because um, uh-huh. I believe we're all, you know, we're all connected. We're all as one. We, we come from one. We go back to one, back and forth. Right. Um, and everything is, is pretty much connected, whether it's nature or us, you know, as a whole. So, I mean, that's why I was just curious at what your thought process was on there. And I know my, my brother had said something. Uh, he, just, he just stated voodoo, so I'm not sure, because that's more of a, is that more of a, I mean, I know it's kind of a, 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 some sort of a religion, but it's uh, kind of like susp- uh, uh, it's based on a lot of superstition too, or belief. You know, you got to have belief in it for it to, to work. What, what's your thoughts on that particular it subject? Is, um, I I know a little about it, mostly because before I did start practicing, I studied as much as I could about the different um, beliefs and religions and things out there. Um, I know voodoo. Um, it's really not as it's. I know it's definitely not as evil or horrible as people tend to give it the the uh, you know to think that it is. I mean, especially right. with TV and movies and things like that. You know, um, the it actually has some really heavy roots in Catholicism, and it's. So, like, for instance, when people see voodoo dolls, these dolls aren't always used for negative things. These dolls can be used um, as part of healing, as part of, um, you know, as part of, um, you know, just uh, a, a point of focus, pretty much. And the pins that are portrayed, actually the, the voodoo practitioner will use the pin to place either a lock of hair or a piece of clothing or something to the doll to give it the personification of whoever 
they are doing the spell for or helping or, you know, I mean, and, you know, yeah, there are some, you know, there are some practitioners who do use uh, these things for, you know, evil and unhealthy purposes, but um, the pins in the voodoo doll are actually used to hold these pieces onto the doll to give it, um, you know, to personify it. It's not necessarily to harm somebody. So that's one of the misunderstandings that I think people tend to see he was voodoo. Um, but, you know, it's, I know that people who do practice it are extremely passionate about it. I know that it's extremely, you know, and it does involve um, a lot of, uh, you know, a little, like they will use some, you know, blood, you know, to give whatever they're doing more power and things like that. So I think that scares people, and I think it is one of the reasons why it's one of the more feared types of, um, you know, uh, religion and mm-hmm. uh, spells that people, you know, do. It's definitely got a bad rap, but, but it's, it's, you know. Sure. But you can take anything and use it for harm. I mean, you know, we have, for instance, um, medicine and, and medical practitioners. People look at them as generally good mm-hmm. um, and that they're doing good. Yet, I think that there are a lot of physicians who are harmful in what they do, not even necessarily intentionally. But so anything can be, religion can be used for harm. Um, so, but, but isn't there a little thing out there and you call it whatever you will, um, karma or whatever, when you, when you set out with the intent to harm another, at some point in this lifetime or another, you have to pay the piper for that. Absolutely. You know, every religion, every type of, uh, you know, magical practice has their own laws of, you know, uh, what will happen if, if you do intend to harm someone. And, you know, like with, you know, with witchcraft, you do have the law of, you know, the rule of three. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's, you know, that's why another thing that kind of, you know, bothers me when I, when I, when I'm, you know, researching things or when I, I walk by, you know, a bookstore and I see books that are titled, you know, white magic and black magic and things like that. In my opinion, magic is neither black nor white. It's all in the intent of the practitioner. And if you're going to, um, you're going forth with harm or selfish intent, somewhere down the line, it will catch up with you. And that goes with anything in life, I think, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you're not practicing magic, if you at any point, you know, are trying to harm someone for, you know, um, you know, I, there is, you know, like you said, if you want to call it karma or whatever, but I think there's definitely some sort of, um, you know, justification process that happens. Some, kind of, some type of balancing. Exactly. Yeah, I, I, I agree. And the other thing that a lot of people don't think of is that if you believe that we are all one, that you and I are made of the same stuff and we come from the same thing and we return to the same thing, then if I harm you, I am also harming myself. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Okay, so I have a question from Cheesy in chat, and he wants to tell you that he doesn't want to sound like stereotypical or anything, but he wants to know if Wiccans use wands. If Wiccans what? Use Use wands. Yeah. Um, actually, yes, and Wicca is actually a different branch of uh, witchcraft. But we, there are, um, and you know, people can look this up too. There are actually um, 
and you know, there's a particular way to actually carve a wand or make a wand. Um, to uh, you know, usually from you know a, a branch or you know some sort of natural you know um, source that you feel comfortable with, and they you know it is you know used as an extension. I mean, obviously, you're not going to get you know lightning shooting out of it or anything like that, but it is used as an extension, and because it comes from a natural source it is uh, considered to help with increasing, you know, the power behind what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Real no, quick. Yeah, so as we're talking about this, uh, mm-hmm. witchcraft and magic and things, so what has something like a wildly popular book and movie series like Harry Potter, has it changed, do you think, how people perceive witchcraft and other, other magical uh, practices? I think it has. And, you know, I've, I've had to uh, burst some bubbles now and again, <laughs> um, you know, but it's, it's, you know, they're, they're, it's so funny because it's, there is uh, like little bits and pieces of actuality in there, but then again, you know, it's, it's meant to be entertaining. It's meant to be, you know, you know, capture the attention. So of course, you know, there's going to be the Hollywood aspect of it. But right. I mean, I, I, I want to make my own Hogwarts. I mean, ever since I've seen that movie, I'm like, <laughs> I don't want to make a Hogwarts. I want to work at a Hogwarts. Yeah. But, you, know, <laughs> you know, it's, but it's, it's, you know, I think it has helped, but I also think that it has still, you know, spotlight, you know, put a spotlight on the fear that people still have with these things. I mean, I remember when it first came out years ago, when the books first came out before the movies, and people weren't wanting, you know, didn't want their kids reading it because it had, you know... I have a family member who wouldn't let her her children read it as my child was sitting there reading it in front of them. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and it's, I, I, even though I don't agree, I understand, I mean, to each their own, and, you know, I, I just really, I think that it, it also, you know, has thankfully opened some eyes to the fact that, you know, this is something that is based in nature and based in, you know, not harming anyone and just, you know, bettering yourself and understanding yourself and things like that. So I think it is both, I think it has helped, and I also think that, you know, like I said before, it has put a spotlight again on how, you know, centuries later people are still afraid of it. So... Okay, uh, I got a couple more questions. I'm trying to sneak them in before we go to break. But so uh, there was one from Cheesy and one from Bob. So we'll do Cheesy's real quick. Um, so I guess the uh, this is a stereotypical question here: Is there ever sacrifice like you see in the movies for doing um, any kind of? There, there used to be. Um, okay. No, uh, not so much now. Um, well, it depends actually. Um, if you get into the really dark. Um, you know, the, the the really dark, there are, you know, there is such a thing as dark arts. There are mm-hmm. people, who, right. you know, um, there there is still, unfortunately, um, sacrifice. Um, mm-hmm. Like I said, you know, okay. sometimes they will need the use of blood, um, you know, and things like that. Not so much human, thank mm-hmm. goodness. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, unfortunately, that does still happen. Also with very, um, you know, I hate to say this this way, but uneducated people who are just attempting to get a quick fix and want to do what they see in the movies unfortunately right. that will happen too okay um not with 
not with any person that you meet that practices witchcraft. There will be no actual sacrifice. But like I said, when you get into the darker arts, um, you know, necromancy and things like that, that's when you do start getting into the, you know, nasty stuff. So. Okay. And then a question from Bob was, when you request help from an earth spirit, such as an elemental, do you get the same one every time? That was his um, question. Well, um, it like I said, I I work I mostly work with the Egyptian gods and goddesses, um, earth spirits not so much, um, mm-hmm. but usually yes, with like, like during meditation and things mm-hmm. like that, I will generally get the same um, appearance each time. Okay. So, yeah, because yeah, I, I mean, as a psychic, I have like spirit guides, so they're kind of always the same for me. So that's what's, mm-hmm. that's interesting to find out. Yeah, I usually get, you know, either, you know, the same, like I said, with I usually, you know, work with either Bast or Anubis, so I will usually get either um, some sort of animal-related, you know, cat-related, um, you know, being or, you know, so, yeah, mm-hmm. I would say yes. <laughs> long story oh. longer, yes. <laughs> okay, cool. So let's do this. Let's take our break. Um, and when we come back, I know Cheryl wants us to talk about Halloween a little bit. Uh, yes, I would love to do. Cool. So let's do this. We'll go on break and we will be back in just a minute with Winter Bale Fire. Stick around. You're listening to Paranormal Underground Radio in the Dark here on MixLR. Do you want to keep up with what's going on at Paranormal Underground? Then tweet us on Twitter at Paranormal UG. Or follow us on Facebook at Paranormal Underground. Meet us on MySpace, Paranormal Underground. There's no need to be in the dark about what's going on at Paranormal Underground. Join us on your favorite social networking site today. Where do you want to go to lunch? I'm having a stroke. Did you hear what I said? I'm having a stroke. Why aren't you answering me? I'm having a stroke. When someone is having a stroke, they may not be able to say it with words, but their body language will tell you loud and clear. Look for FAST. F. Face drooping. A. Arm weakness. S. Speech difficulty. T. Time to call 911 immediately. Know the sudden signs. Spot a stroke fast. Visit strokeassociation.org. Brought to you by the American Stroke Association and the Ad Council. So, you're looking for the best in Paranormal Radio. Well, you just found it. Right here on Paranormal Underground Radio in the dark. Join me, Chucky G, and my awesome co-host, Karen Frazier, for topics ranging from the metaphysical to the unexplained. That's right. Every Thursday night at 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern, and other times in the flyover states on MixLR, we will delve into all things paranormal. And along the way, we hope to entertain you and have a few laughs as well. So join us on Paranormal Underground Radio in the dark, exploring the unexplained. This is Paranormal Underground Radio in the dark. We have returned to MixLR with your hosts, Karen Frazier and me, Chucky G, and the lovely guest, Winter Balefire. Hello, Winter. Hello. <laughs> oh, hello. I like the way you said that. Um, okay, so you wanted to... We want. I'm fine. Relax. Um, so Cheryl said that you want Cheryl want to get into the lore of Halloween. Is that correct? Is that what we want to want to ask Winter now? So Winter, can you give us a little background on Halloween? I can. Yes. Um, Halloween uh, started 
quite a while ago, over 2,000 years ago, um, and kind of more around, um, you know, the um, kind of Ireland, um, Scotland area. Um, mm -hmm. the, basically, um, originally it was in the, <clears throat> excuse me, um, it was the the day before the um, All Souls Day, or all, uh, well, at, at the time it wasn't All Souls Day, but basically the um, Celtics believed that during this time um, they, uh, you know, it was, we're going into the fall, we're going into the uh, more kind of dead time of year, and it was kind of their new year, so to speak. So they would... Um, make big bonfires and dress up in animal skins and things like that in order to, a um, couple of reasons, they would believe that, you know, druids would return and kind of give them glimpses, glimpses into the future, and they also believe that the deceased would return as well, and, um, you know, darker spirits and things like that and could potentially harm their crops. So the fires and the animal skins were, you know, also to ward off these evil spirits. Mm -hmm. And, you know, they would, um, you know, as, as the years progressed, you know, they would also, um, the belief came in that they could also welcome their loved ones back. So they would also leave um, food out or light in order for them to be able to find their way back. Um, they would leave empty place settings at their tables uh, during dinner so that, you know, the, the deceased loved one could join them. Um, you know, when it started to transition into, um, you know, when they started immigrating, you know, to America, that's when it started in, and, uh, you know, Christianity started taking over. That's when it started turning into um, the next day being All Souls Day or All Saints Day. Um, and they kind of changed things up a little bit, and they would... Um, start handing out what they called soul cakes in order for promises that people would pray for their lost loved ones or their deceased loved ones. Mm -hmm. um, and they would, um, instead of, uh, you know, leaving food out um, and light out, that's what they would do instead. Um, and, you know, as and then the they would also dress up Instead of, you know, thousands of years ago when they were doing the animal skins and things like that, they would start to dress up as spirits and things so that they could blend in mm -hmm. with the spirits as they walked around. Because there was a belief that the time before, the time in between All Saints Day and, you know, October 31st was when the, the veil between our world and the other side was the thinnest and they, they could roam back and forth. Um, so it, it's just kind of a, um, it just kind of transitioned from, you know, the Celtic belief down into, uh, you know, when they started immigrating into the into America, it just started to transition a little bit when different religions different religions started getting involved and kind of changing things and, um, you know, it's just gone on since. And but how did we go from that to turning children into beggars? 
I know, right? Right. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's um they yeah, they, it's it they went from um yeah, exactly. Um it was it was almost like an exchange kind of thing. Like I, you know, when um Christianity came and and it was almost like a you know, like I said when they were doing with the soul cakes and things like that, I, I guarantee that they would um you know, an exchange of, you know, I will give you food if you pray, you know, for these, you know, for my, for my loved ones. Um, you know, it, it's now with, um, with the trick-or-treating now, it's, um, sorry, I'm, Ameri- I might tell That's okay. Bit. It's like um, Americanized. It is Americanized now, mm-hmm. exactly, and yep. it has definitely, um, it has definitely changed over the years, for sure. Um, it's changed since I was a kid. Uh, yeah, look what we did to Christmas. Come on. Hello. Right. <laughs> so so maybe then what you're saying is that commercial interests got involved, candy manufacturers, things like mm-hmm. that, and here oh, we are. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, when they actually started, you know, exchanging, or, you know, when they started changing, you know, bread and things like that for actual sugar yeah that that just was part of the gradual process um you know and well I, i'm happy I'd, I'd rather take the candy than the, sh- the bread so <laughs> I'm but, yeah i know somebody gives you a hunk of bread now it's like <laughs> yeah i don't want that i want some candy but what's right. really interesting is that the other thing that has happened is that I mean, so I understand that the veil was always thin and so people were worried about spirits and things. But now we have like this association with Halloween also with the undead, like vampires and, and um, you know, werewolves and even like the Grim Reaper and, and stuff like that. So is that just part of the natural progression or is are there roots of those types of things in early yeah. versions of Halloween as well? It's a, it's a part of a natural progression of, you know, things that scare us, you know, and, you know, 2,000 years ago, they were scared of losing their crops, and then later on, you know, they were scared of never seeing their loved ones again, and now people are scared of vampires and werewolves, because that's what we see, you know, it's, it's not so much, you know, it's just things that scare people. Right. Um... So, Sorry, um, my dog is working up a hairball. You're probably hearing that. I'll just mute for a minute. Okay. Well, wait. I have a question. Wait. Now, I, I thought that with Halloween, the reason you wear masks. Maybe I missed missed hearing that when we were talking. But wasn't wasn't that the purpose of that was to scare off uh, evil souls or you yeah. know beings? Yeah. Well, you it know, was it was to scare them off, but also to to blend in. So that you wouldn't be seen as a mortal that could be okay. attached to, right? Right. Exactly. Okay. Cool. Because I, I was making sure. All right. So I want I want I want to step off Halloween just for a second because I wanted to ask this question before break because um, you made a statement about something and I I wasn't able to to ask it. So um, like, like when someone's when they were saying about Wicca, you said there are different kinds of witchcraft. Okay, this interests me because I only know of Wicca. So what other kinds of witchcraft are there for us laymans that don't understand that? 
yeah. Well, I mean, lay people, Chuck. That would be sorry. Lay people. Lay people. Thank you. <laughs> well, I mean, there's witchcraft, and then uh, you know, there's there's Wicca, and then there's another form that is uh, called um, green witchcraft, which um, is basically focuses on more of the Norse gods. Um, and it's, there are different branches depending upon what deity that you are working with. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I, it's, I mean, those are the, like, there's, and... Is Santeria a form of witchcraft? Uh, no, it's a form of magic, but not a, not really so much a form of witchcraft. It's kind of its own entity. So, so, so witchcraft... Is is separate than Wicca? I mean, Wicca is 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 a form of it, but it's called it's 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 got its own verbiage. In other yeah, words, Wicca okay. has its own rules, its own deities, yeah, its own um, kind of guidelines. Definitely. <laughs> See, there you go. I learned something new today because I didn't know that. I just thought w- Wicca was witchcraft. It was the same thing. So no, there you go. and not all witches are Wiccans, and not all Wiccans are witches. Really? Now, and you also said when you were talking about. Um, uh, you know, it's it's all your intent on, you know, you're talking about spells and stuff like that. Um, I guess my question was, but aren't, aren't, you know, you know, white magic versus black magic and such? Because we taught you, you know, you touched on dark arts too. But so I guess that would mean that there are, there are spells written for good versus written for bad. Yes. Or is it the same spell and it's the intent and how you use it? You can make any spell, um, good or bad um yeah like i said if you're if you intentionally go into you know like i said the dark arts and uh necromancy and things like that then yes there are going to be things that are that are solely well bad to most people but um (laughs) (laughs) But, I mean, if somebody is intentionally going into practicing these things, then, um, you know, it's, you know, not necessarily bad to them because they have a selfish intent and it's going to better them. Mm -hmm. So for most people um, who know right from wrong and have a conscience, then, you you know, to answer your question, yeah, there are things that are meant solely for selfish or harmful intent. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Because yeah, I kind of figured that's how it was. I mean, that's that's the way I always understood it. I just wanted to make sure that uh, I was cl- uh, clear on that. And I know that you, you know, like you, it says, in, you know, like in your bio and stuff that if it's dark or bizarre, you you kind of like find that interesting. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. W- why is that? I mean, just because it's different and unique versus the same old, same old, or yeah, I just like to I like to study on things that um, most people are kind of afraid to touch on uh, simply because it gives me a knowledge of what's out there. Um, okay. You know, and it also kind of prepares me, you know, for, you know, life in general. I think that, you know, knowing what people are capable of and what other things that are out there that people are focusing on, I think that it, you know, definitely can... Um, you know, it's all part of, you know, kind of keeping myself educated and keeping myself up to date on on things. So, you know, it's just, I mean, you know, and it's not necessarily just magic-related. I mean, I'm, you know, I'm one of those people that are kind of fascinated with researching, you know, serial killers and, 
you know, like... Really? And, you know, the medieval torture, you know, and things like that. I mean, just because it's just, it's interesting to me, and the psycho, you know, psychology behind it, and, you know, that's what, you know, I just broaden my horizons when I can, I guess. So which serial killer do you find the most fascinating? Oh, oh probably either Gacy, mm-hmm. you know, one of the ones, or uh, Ramirez really creeped me out, too, when I was researching him. Yeah, wasn't he the Night Stalker? Yes. Yeah. yeah, he was, yeah, he was creepy. I don't know, I still think that Charles Manson was, like, really creepy. He, and remains really he creepy. He is, and he's still very creepy, and he's still able to manipulate people, even from jail. Yeah. yeah. I know, what kind of, what kind of juju do you think those, the people like that, um, that have that kind of um, whether it's cult leader or I mean, and Charles Manson was our, was a cult leader as much as anything. But where do you think that comes from that that they can pull people like that? Like Hitler had that kind of pull over people. He was just a little short guy with a funny mustache. Yeah, yeah. And syphilis. <laughs> <laughs> All righty. And Parkinson's. Yeah, yeah, well, I mean, look at look at that guy. What was it, Jimmy Jones with the Kool Aid and how Jim Jones? Yeah. yeah. So yeah. where do, where do you, what what do you think that draws? What do you think that they have that they can draw people like that? They've all promised people a better way of life, and that's what everybody wants. And people who are are lost and looking for guidance, and they find the wrong person at the right time, and you know, someone who's really charismatic and you know, has a way with words and makes them feel safe, then they're going to be drawn to that person, you know, hmm. just unfortunately, you know, human nature to go towards what makes you feel safe and secure and where you think you're going to have a home. And, you know, some a lot of people find out too late that, you know, this is not the original intent, but usually, mm-hmm. they're usually drawn in by then and so convinced that these people are here to help them that they can't see past it. Yeah, I found I found my my the one I found fascinating was Jack the Ripper. I've always for some reason found that particular just because there's so many. He's kind of romanticized though, don't you think? Yeah. Where oh, take, yeah. somebody's taken this really evil yeah. person and like romanticized Jesse, him in a lot of ways. Yeah, it's like Jesse James. You know, Jesse James was not a nice guy at all. But you know, and you see him in the movies. Oh, he's cool and he's like Robin Hood. And it's like, no, he wasn't. He was a killer. He was a stone cold killer. You know what I mean? So, but I mean, I just found it interesting because they never really. I mean, there's just so many different things that, uh, or so many different people that he could possibly be, or she could be even. It could just be a she, not even a he. You know? Um, didn't they? Didn't they recently think that they figured out who it was? Though, I mean, so isn't there? Yeah, that's what I heard, but I, I don't know. I never heard who they thought it possibly was, but I did hear something to that effect. So yeah. there are people who call themselves ripperologists. That that's they study that like Ooh. all the time. Yeah, ripperology. I like that ripperology. So, so you have a thing that on your bio about doing pendulum work. So I'd like to ask about that because I have a pendulum. You have uh, more than one pendulum. Yes, I, have, I have quite a lot of them. But I use them basically for yes and no's or, you know, you get yes or no or they're not going to tell me or I'm not supposed to know kind of a thing. How much, I mean, there's got to be a lot more to it than just that, correct? Um, or no? Not really. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's that's okay. pretty okay. much what they're for. Um, okay. 
you know, I'm not really big on people, you know, I, there's there's always been the, um, you know, the thing where people can use them to tell the sex of the baby or, you know, um, you know, direct them to uh, lost objects and things like that. I've just, I've never really had luck with that. I've never really seen that work. So Yeah. My pendulums are dirty, rotten liars. <laughs> Seriously. What do you? I mean, maybe you need a new pendulum. <laughs> well, I see. I these, have like four of them, and they're all—they all lie. They're all uh, just liars, liars. Well, I seen these charts. You know, I, I saw these charts online where they're just like all sorts of different questions, and they got these lines. You know, where the pendulum can go up this or that, and I was just mm-hmm. curious about what you know what that was all about because I mean, to, to my, my thought process is: is it is it really? spiritual beings that are helping you guide the pendulum or is no, it your I own think you, or, i think it's your own subconscious as to say your own oh, energy oh i'm a dirty rotten liar <laughs> yeah you're, you're, so you think it's your own energy cuz i always wondered about yeah. that myself you know i, I think it is too yeah, i think it's uh, well theory that we know more than we think we do so you know it's, wonderful that's wonderful thanks winter i just heard another bubble you just popped <laughs> <laughs> You don't need your pendulum, though, because you, I know, I know. you can just, like, know, sit down and have a chat. I know. But I was just curious. I mean, it's, it's kind of a cool thing. But I still like it, I guess. It's still kind That's of cool. why I stopped using my pendulums is because they are liars and I can just sit down and have a chat. <laughs> well, and people use um, dowsing rods like pendulums, too, in, in kind of a similar way where you make it spin if it says yes. Or But the thing with me with dowsing rods is that... When I hold them, they spin wildly. I have to hold them away from my body or they're going to poke my eyes out. I just, they always spin when I hold them. What's that all about? Uh, that, I, I don't know. You might you must have some crazy energy in you. <laughs> well, I mean, that I've, goes without saying. Oh, yeah, she's kind of crazy. She's a ball of crazy energy. <laughs> but, I mean, but, yeah, I mean, I've used dowsing rods, and they've, they've, they've actually been pretty spot on a lot of times you know to, especially mm-hmm. to the situation because uh, when i you know because being a paranormal researcher or an in, in invest, investigator um when i i go i like to bring them along to use them also and i found them to, to really seriously to be kind of spot on a lot of times my so. dowsing rods and my tarot cards aren't liars it's just my pendulums just your pendulums mm-hmm. Bad pendulums put them in the corner mm-hmm. that's what i'm saying so you write also correct i do mm-hmm. and what kind of writing do you do can you share some of what you write? Um, I uh, have a lot of. I write a lot of poetry. Um, okay. And I am working on a short story right now, which I, you know, is has been a work in progress for a couple of years. Um, mm-hmm. But you know, my poetry and and my writing are. It, it's funny because I'm you know, uh, you know, fascinated with like the paranormal and all this you know, stuff, and then my writing is very, like, emotional and dark, and, um, you know, it's very, I mean, if you read it, you, you'd think that I was just this horribly depressed person that's about to jump My poetry is like that, too. I seem suicidal, but yeah, I'm not. Exactly. Yeah, I get it. I hear what you're saying. But that's the beauty part of it, is that you can, um, you can do that with, and, and let that out, you know, because it's in you somewhere, but, you know, you can let that out, and then you're, you're good, you know? Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. That's Ver- what I love about it. Yeah, versus being a serial killer, you're saying, is what you're saying. Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah. 
apparently couldn't write well enough to get out. <laughs> <laughs> so I can't write really well, so I'm just going around killing people. That's what I'm going to do. I yeah. like that. That's, I never saw that correlation before. That's pretty interesting. So, um, so talking about all this stuff, uh, what do you think about ley lines? I'm always curious about when I talk to people in the paranormal about ley lines and stuff. Do you believe in those? Do you believe they're there? I mean, you know, what's your thoughts on that? Yeah, I, I, you know, I, yeah, I think so. Um, yeah, I'm not too versed on it. So, um, that's okay. If you can refresh my memory a little bit. I, I, I know what you're talking about, but refresh my memory a little bit. Well, yeah, you know, it's a, it's a song by Eric Clapton. No, it's oh my God, seriously. Ley lines <laughs> got me on my knees. No, oh, that's you know, not it. Where you know, there's there are certain symmetrical lines on the Earth that that go across our planet, and uh, where they intersect can be large amounts of energy. And to say yeah. there might be a haunted location, and so these, and they find, oh, well, the, the lines that intersect to this particular area uh, have high amount of energy. So is that possible that they're either like a doorway to the other side, or do they enhance the paranormal activity yeah. in the air? You know, that kind of thing. Yeah, okay. Um, yeah, and definitely. And, you know, I mean, people also say that, you know, if it's near a body of water, then there's also a higher risk, too, mm-hmm. for the, um, increased activity as well. But yeah, definitely. There's, I think there, for sure, there's definitely areas that have the high, higher energy levels that, you know, you have a higher chance of things happening, for sure. Do you think that there are certain atmospheric events so, yeah, so believe- that also, that also um, yeah. pump up the mm-hmm. energy? Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, storms, for sure. Lightning storms, definitely. Um, anytime there's any sort of electrical energy in the air, um, you know, uh, it's, I mean, and uh, that's not just, you know, Hollywood lore. I mean, that's, you know, been proven. Um, and, uh, you know, there, and, you know, I, I hate to say it, but I am a full believer that anytime there's a full moon, (laughs) crazy stuff happens. Oh, you know, I believe you. When I was in college, I was a resident advisor in the dorms. I wouldn't recommend it. Um, (laughs) But when there was a full moon, we had the craziest crap happen on those eyes. I remember we had a full moon the weekend that all the freshmen moved in. Um, and I, I remember walking, leaving with another RA, walking away from the dorms and being like a mile away and still hearing, still hearing screams and crashes from the dorms. Oh, no. Because it was a full moon. That was the night that some guy ripped a sink out of the wall in the girls' bathroom, too. Oh, of course. Mm-hmm. So, what? yes, I, I absolutely agree with you that the full moon, but full moons are... Um, the moon is related to a lot of other things, too. I mean, like tides and things. But the other thing is, um, and sorry, Chuck, for a minute, but women's cycles are often very oh. lunar. No, am I wrong? Women's no. cycles tend to be very lunar as well. Um, and so clearly it exerts some kind of force on us. Mm-hmm. And isn't that where the name lunatic comes from anyway? Yeah, that's true. You're just like a little encyclopedia, aren't you? So basically, you're saying it's all women are werewolves because of the lunar cycle. That's I what's happening. I don't think that's what we mean. <laughs> I think some of us would rather become werewolves on a full yeah. moon than what Kill we us. actually do. Yeah, bump us men off. I got gotcha. you. <laughs> 
So then, no, but I always thought that interesting because you know you said water and you, I mean, do you believe in like certain kinds of stones too, like limestone or oh, certain yeah. kinds of woods? I mean, what's your yeah, what's your I, thoughts on residual versus intelligent stuff? You know, we're talking paranormal. Yeah, um, I believe in both. I've seen both. Um, you know, I think that um, residual is extremely interesting because it's just like this, you know, this time stamp that you're able to, you know, kind of witness. And, you know, intelligence is it's interesting, but it's also just, I can't, you know, the scarier, you know, mm-hmm. kind of, because you... The interaction and, and just you never know what's going to, you know, how how they're going to perceive you being there or communicating with them and things like that. So Right, right. You know, um, you know and also, I mean, if you're getting, you know, are you getting a human entity? Are you getting a non-human entity? You know, mm-hmm. um, that's also the questions when you're dealing with a, uh intelligent haunting sure. versus, you know, I, I think that the residuals are a lot safer to deal mm-hmm. with for sure. Yeah. Hey, do you have a favorite tool that you like to work with? Um, you know, like uh, crystals or uh, tarot cards, or do you have something that's kind of your go-to tool tarot when cards. nothing else is working? Your tarot cards. Yeah, yeah, my tarot cards. I have a I have a deck that I use for myself, and I have a deck that I use when I read for the people. And you know, it's I've had the same deck for I think about twenty years, and it's always worked for me. It's just been my my standby what decks do you what decks do you use um the uh the one that i the one i use for myself is the um kind of just the basic um um mythical tarot deck Mm -hmm. and then uh the one i use for other people um thing you know um is a well i have a couple but one of the my favorite ones is a it's a deviant moon tarot deck okay it's just um you know it just really depends on on which one works i have a few decks that i have that i just have for artistic reasons yeah yeah you know um, you know, I have a I have a uh, demon tarot deck that I don't use, but it's got some really cool artwork on it. I have a mm-hmm. Necronomicon tarot deck that I don't use, but it has really cool artwork on it. You know, so those are the yeah. things I use. Yeah, so, I use the Osho Zen one, and I just love it. It's just mm-hmm. for me, it works. So, and it's so Zen. <laughs> <laughs> there's a there's a question in chat from Genera. Um, it's it's kind of like what we were talking about the ley lines. I know you're not real, uh, you know, 100% on it, but uh, she was bringing up a fact that she said someone came into the clinic this week and claimed they had, her friend developed MS because she lived over two ley lines. So, what do you think about large amounts of energy contributing to illness, yeah, physical illness. illness, and stuff like that? Oh, what do you absolutely. think about that? Oh, okay. Absolutely. Yeah. I've, I've, I mean, large amounts of energy, and especially if you're sensitive to it. And some mm-hmm. people know when they're sensitive to it, and some people know don't know when they're sensitive to it. But um, you know, I think large amounts of energy can definitely, um, definitely affect you. Um, there was a point in my life where I wasn't practicing um, as often, you know, as mm-hmm. I should should have been, and I just wasn't feeling well. And um, you know, a friend of mine at the time, she's like, 
well, do you think it's because you haven't really been practicing? Because all that energy and all that, you know, um, that I would normally put forth is just kind of cycling around and it's not really going anywhere. So yeah. you know, I, I definitely think that, you know, if, and also, you know, going back to the paranormal thing, you know, if, you know, I'm, I'm sure as you know, too, when you get into an area that has an incredible activity, you know, you'll, you'll, you can feel it. And sometimes, you know, it'll either, you know, make your stomach turn a little bit or, mm-hmm. you know, headaches oh. and things like that so oh yeah you have yeah, yeah emf i mean right there man that can i mean it affects everyone different too but yeah i mean that can cause uh you know nausea dizziness all sorts of different things so i mean and that's just a man-made form of energy but i mean there's there's also natural based you know emf but i mean yeah so i i kind of agree with you on that that i mean because i mean to me my my thought process is we're all um you know, bioorganisms, you know, and we, uh, our, our auras elude energy, which I believe that the energy that comes off our bodies is a, is its own organic uh, energy, you know, separate from our internal energy, um, which has a, a, you know, can hold our consciousness and, and everything in itself. Uh, so that way, like when we, when we, when we leave our mortal coil, I guess to say, um, you know, that lives on, you know, that's kind of like what I think of as the soul, I guess. But, uh, you know, and if that ever gets knocked down from whatever, uh, you can become, you know, internally sick, you know, and have bad health and stuff like that. So, right. yeah. And when you mm-hmm. get around people who have really bad energy mm-hmm. and you, you can sense that right away. And, and, you know, if, you know, if you're not grounded enough or, you know, if you're not prepared, it can affect you too, you know, by putting you in a bad mood or making you feel sick or, you know, some people carry really nasty energy with them. Yeah, and that's a good point too because, you know, I like the way you've pointed out a couple times where I always talk about uh, the spirit realm and, you know, how uh, their entities can be, uh, have, you know, positive or negative energy but humans are the same way because when we are not a human anymore, that's what we are as an entity anyway. So while we're alive, we still can exude that uh, positive or negative energy, which then can affect others around us. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, you're talking about the subtle body, Chuck, which is like all of um, the non-physical energy systems. But some of yes. them do actually have are in our physical body too because mm-hmm. chakras and meridians and things like that all run yeah. through our physical body. Yes, correct. And then and then we have the rest of the subtle body which is like your aura and things like that. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, yeah, correct. Cuz you know, you have your you know, your brain and your neurons and all that in the inside and you got, you know, your outside. So yeah, there's energy running on on both spectrums, so that's true. So, um uh you've been doing this 20 years, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is your husband in, into the field also or is it just you or not, not so much. He, um, you know, he has a little bit of interest in um, in uh, practicing. He he does. He did have um, his own tarot deck and things like that. Um, he's interested in like the paranormal side of it, mm-hmm. but not not so not so much with um, practicing and things like that. He's definitely interested in the history of everything and. Um, you know, uh, with, I mean, he's a big history person, so, I mean, if you start talking to him about, you know, Roman Empire and things like that, he'll go on forever. Um, but most Oh, of yeah, I have one of those, too. Uh-huh. <laughs> his, thing is, his thing is comic books and, and video games and, <laughs> you know. That's okay, yeah, yeah well, well. 
He's sure. allowed. Those are those are yeah. things people sure. like. It's good. I like those too. I have video yeah. games. I like my PS4. Um, uh-huh. So, so where, where do you? I mean, what is there anything new that you're looking forward to doing in this field, or something that you haven't done before, or something you're going to be doing? Um, no, I'm mostly just um, trying to get my own personal writing out there, and um, you know, I've I've had a few people. And, you know, oddly enough, over the last week or so, I've had a few people approach me for um, tarot readings again, which I used to offer, and then I kind of quit doing it because, you know, and I'm sure as you know, when you, when you read for other people, after a while, it, it really starts to drain you. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, so mostly just kind of getting my own writing out there, um, trying to, you know, get a few of my poems and and things published trying to get you know my short stories um short story finished so i could try to get that published mm-hmm. um so mostly just my my personal writing my fiction stuff um you know focusing on that a little bit and um you know just uh you know of course i'm always you know trying to further my education with um you know, paranormal and, and also with the occult stuff too so mm-hmm. yeah definitely do you get out do you do like speaking events do you go out and not share with yet. people. I would love to. Okay. <laughs> I would okay. love to, but not no, not yet. But um, hopefully, okay. in the future, I would be able to do that. I mean, I would yeah, you'll do you'll it. like that. Just start doing that. And it's really fun because it's it's great to just share your passion with someone else. And you know, uh, half the people would be into it, some won't. But that's okay. You know, it's just about sharing, anyways. You know, in general. So, yeah, uh, what I, I love talking to people about it and kind of you know educating. So that yeah, yeah. that would be something I would look forward to doing. Yeah, that's cool. So what I mean, you're so you're uh, without giving too much away. You're working on a short story. You said right? Is yeah, this? I'm working short story yes is this a true story thing or is this kind of a fictional you know, it's, you know? it's, it's fiction it's, okay. it's dark fiction yeah pretty much okay. um is, is it like a romantic one you know because i know a lot of people like to write the rooms kind of in a twisted losing your mind kind of way oh well that's a better way well yeah. there you go <laughs> it wouldn't be winter bale fire unless it had the little twisted dark edge to it right Exactly. <laughs> so, um, all right. So let's let's do this real quick. We talked about like kind of like where you're going to go with it or anything. So, what have you found so far to be really dark within the paranormal or within you know what we're doing? Bless you, Karen. Um, <laughs> I just hit the mute just perfectly, and you still uh, pointed it out. Yes, I was, okay. no, I heard a little. Oh. oh. <laughs> That's, I thought I got mute in time. No, that's okay. That's why I said bless you. It's always oh, nice to be you. white, you know. Um, <sighs> so, so I mean, you know, something, have you run into anything that's really dark where you're like, wow, I didn't really think it would be that way or? Um, yeah, as far as the paranormal? Yes, as far as yeah, the paranormal. Not so much. Um, you know, it, um, you know, I've, been researching and studying a little bit more on demonology because um, oh. that's another thing that has, that has greatly interested me in non-human entities and things like that because those those are the, the only things in the paranormal realm that really kind of you know get to me and actually scare me a little bit so that's really kind of I think the darkest thing in the paranormal world that I've that I've come across um, you know and I've known people who have, uh, you know, unfortunately dabbled in it and gotten themselves into trouble, and it's 
it's horrifying and it's fascinating, and I will not touch it with a 10-foot pole, but I will research it. <laughs> sure. Makes sense. So yeah. um, we have come to the part of our show that we like to call Shameless Self-Promotion Corner. This is where you can tell people where they can find information about you, where they can find your writing and all of that good stuff and anything you have coming up. So go ahead and promote. Okay. Um, well, I do have my own, uh, my own website, which is winterbellfire.com, um, and it's pretty easy to navigate. Um, I um, designed it myself, so I made it easy. Um, if you just go to the little link that says writings, and it'll take you to a page that has um, uh, Love Letters Destroyed, which is my poetry, um, Lenore's Words, which is a dark fiction blog that I do that is kind of the hint to the short story that I'm working on. Um, also links, of course, to Paranormal Underground um, and a few other things that I have written um, you know, as far as like the demonology and the non-human entity uh, thing is concerned. Um, also on Facebook, of course, under Winter Bale Fire, Instagram under Winter Bale Fire, Twitter, under Winter Bell Fire, so, and I, you know, manage all my website and social media and everything by myself, so, um, it's, I keep up as best I can, mostly Facebook is the place that I am most easily reached and will get back to people the fastest, um, and my website, because there's a contact link on my website as well. And you're doing good work for Paranormal Underground, and we appreciate that as well. Thank you. Well, thank you for coming on. It's been interesting talking to you. Do you have big Halloween plans? Um, it's kind of my husband and I's Christmas. So oh. we are, um, you know, normally we do a gift exchange and we, like, you know, go out for a nice dinner and, you know, just kind of really, you know, celebrate, um, you know, while everyone else is out, you know, getting drunk. and partying. Begging for candy. Exactly. <laughs> Very cool. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show. It's been really fun talking to you, and I hope we get to talk to you again. And I look forward to reading more of your articles. Yes, thank you so much. All right. You have a good... Nice to meet you. Thanks. Yeah, have a good evening. Thank you. You too. Uh Uh-huh. Good night. Bye. All right. So, Winter Balefire, very interesting conversation. Uh, Lots of interesting stuff about magic and lore. And uh, Cheryl... I hear that our very special Halloween issue is coming out on Halloween. So nice. What's in it? No, we c- I can hear you. All right. Now oh. that I'm actually on the air, because I had my, oh. my, I apologize to our listeners, I had my control muted. Um, we have Paranormal Underground Magazine, our October issue, coming out on October 31st. And um, sorry about that. Um, <laughs> and you can go to paranormalunderground.net, magcloud.com, and issue.com to find copies of um, both our old and new issues. And um, if you'd like a 12-month PDF subscription, you can go to paranormalunderground.net and sign up there. Or you can read it online for free at issue.com. 
Okay. Mm. And next week on The Big Shoe. Yes. Yes. Uh, let me preview our upcoming lineup. I'm pretty excited about it. Also, I want to thank Winter Bellfire for joining us tonight. I love talking about magic and lore and the occult and Halloween. It's my favorite time. So thank you, Winter. And um, also, as you mentioned, she's a columnist for the magazine. She does the magic and lore column every month. So that's um, you got to check that out. Next week, which is November 5th, we're welcoming a parapsychologist, Reiki practitioner, and other things. He's also a certified re re reflexologist. hope I pronounced that right. Reflexology, yeah, Neil. Neil McNeil. We've had him on the show in the past, and he's coming back for some more discussion on all sorts of cool paranormal stuff. He also teaches uh, classes about the paranormal. And yeah, and he's been teaching some really interesting, interesting classes lately, so I'm looking forward to talking to him about some of those. So, yeah, so that's November 5th. Yes, November 5th, come back then, and then mm -hmm. November 5th. Sorry, guys. What guy, is that a werewolf? <laughs> probably. It's probably a trick-or-treater two days Man. early. The gods will chase oh, no. him off. Uh, we have no candy here. Get off my lawn. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, that's kind of scary. <laughs> <laughs> All right, November 12th, we have mm -hmm. the author um, who has written, his name is William Hall. He's written um, a, a few books. Um, one of them is uh, The True Story of a Quiet Connecticut Town in the Center of a Paranormal Mystery. Ooh. So we'll be talking to him about that. Okay. And then going further, let me pop up my long-term schedule. Um, on the 19th, we have a special show. Karen and Chuck will be live from the old Wheeler Hotel. And yes. that is a haunted location with lots of paranormal activity so you two will be connected from the site itself and we'll be having some um we'll, we'll figure it out yeah we'll figure it out it will you know we'll, we'll figure out something fun but um chuck and karen will be live from the old wheeler hotel and then going into december december 3rd we have karen anderson on she's a pet communicator that's right and that is my 50th birthday <gasps> Oh my gosh, that's so exciting. Are you going to be at the show or are you going to be out partying? Um, I'm going to be crying into my Mai Tai. <laughs> okay, on the show. All right, good. Uh-huh, yeah. Right. And then um, December 10th, I'm excited that we're going to have on Marie D. Jones and Larry Flaxman. They are paranormal authors. And hey. Yay, and they've um, actually let us publish some of their work in the magazine. Yeah. Here recently. And a few of the book titles, um, they're super cool. Uh, they one is UFOs and aliens, exposed, uncovered, and declassified. And then another one is ghost spirits and hauntings. That's that's in that same s book series. Uh -huh. um, they've written other things like um, destiny versus choice, the scientific and spiritual evidence behind fate and free will. Mm -hmm. uh, the Deja Vu Enigma, A Journey Through the Anomalies of Mind, Memory, and Time. Mm -hmm. And um, another one is called The Book. This book is from the future. Of course, it's, it's, it's about time travel theories and, and, and such. Uh, I could just keep going on. I mean, they've, they've written... So that's going to be a great show. Yeah, well, she was on In the Dark Radio, too, remember? Yes, Marie. yes, yeah. 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 She's, and she's actually been on our show before, but it's been, I think it was back in 2011. It's been, been a long time ago. So, yeah. so it's time to have, have her back on. And this time Larry's going to be able to join us too, her, her uh, co-writer. Fantastic. That's exciting, exciting stuff. Fantastic. <laughs> also, we would, like to, we would like to remind you to please send us your dreams. Oh. Please, please send us uh, your 
send it to editor at paranormalunderground.net. Cheryl will make it anonymous, and um, she will send it to me, and it will be interpreted in an upcoming issue of the magazine. Well, I did send you one. I know. I know. Can I use it for the magazine? Yeah, sure. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, that's right. just- that's as wacky as a dream as you'll ever get. Because I woke I up going, know. what in the hell was that all about? Was I, I know, like- and I just, I had had such a bad day the day before, okay. and, and right. I just completely forgot. I was like, yeah, I'll do it later, Chuck. And then I forgot. <laughs> no, it's because it was like, when I got up, I was like, oh my God, I I I have to give this to Karen because yeah. I, I can make no sense of this whatsoever. I, I, I'll, I'll take care of it. But plus I had, I had just like a crazy, crazy weekend too. So Yeah, that's okay. Yeah. That's fine. And if you also do want to, too, people, please send us your money. You can send it directly to me. or <laughs> Not really. Um, well, they can't also, they we would like to encourage anyone who's listening on the podcast or anyone who's just listening now live, mm-hmm. you can follow our show if you go to um, our MixLR room, which is MixLR.com forward slash paranormal dash underground dash radio forward slash. Oh. If you go there and you look... What? That's not right? That was a lot of dashes, that's all. Go ahead, continue. Um, and if you look in the right, left-hand side of the chat room under the Paranormal on- Underground logo, you'll see a little red follow plus. You click on that and you will never, ever, you will be alerted the second we go on the air. Yeah, look at, we have like a full chat room. This is like sweet. It's getting I bigger know. and bigger. We're, we're, we're starting the Paranormal Underground Army, folks. Kiss oh, can have pug one. Army. So can the we. Pug Army. That's oh, right. oh, I like that. Pug Army. Nice, nice way to go, Karen. That's right. Join the Pug Army. Tell all your friends. Tell your grandmas, your grandpas, your next door neighbors, even people you don't like. Tell them anyways, because we want more people in the chat room. That's right? right. And even people you don't like, occasionally we say things that might offend them. So, <laughs> so it beats your advantage. Show them. To put in the chat room. <laughs> You'll show them. Wow, I like the way you kind of woo just came right around circle on that one. There you go, folks. Thank you. Yes. Yeah, there you go. That type of thing. Yeah. <laughs> and why is Patty saying dreams? I don't need no stinking dreams. What's that all about, people? Ah, uh, that's just Patty. Oh, and Bob just asked, "Will you kill us if we unfollow?" It could possibly happen. Oh, just see saying. now, Billy says I've had I had a dream. I wanted to share, but by the time I made the bed, it was gone. Yeah, so this is what you need to do to remember your dreams. You need to keep a little journal right next to your bed, and you need to write it down as soon as you wake up. Because, yeah, they do. They they slip away so quickly. They do. It's, it's yeah. stuff, stuff. My breakfast slips away during the day. I go to lunch, I'm like, gee, what the hell do I have for breakfast? I don't remember anymore. It just slipped away. <laughs> You well, go. you know, like why I walked into the kitchen slips away during the day sometimes. <laughs> oh my god, don't you hate that? When you go it's like you walk all the way to this freaking room and you're like, okay, what, what I- am I doing here? Oh my god, they why know what happened. am I here? Yeah, then you, you turn around, you go all the way back to where you're at, and then you go, shit, now I remember. Oh, Billy says a voice recorder. Yes, you could use a voice recorder for your dreams as well. Just oh. wake up, mumble it, there- and then go back to sleep. Nice. Way to think about it, Billy. I know. Billy's Billy's more technological than me. So, you know, I I, I believe you write everything down because that's how I... Well, I don't know. You know, if you watch the show The Night Stalker, Darren McGavin, you know, Kolchak, everything into a recorder. But it was just a giant recorder. It wasn't like a little digital one, but, you know. 
Same thing. Oh, uh, Cheesy says, I've had one that was recurring. Recurring dreams are really important and significant. So you should email it uh, to editor at paranormalunderground.net and we'll interpret it for you. You don't have to tell us who you are. You have to tell Cheryl who you are because she gets the email, but she doesn't tell me and I don't tell anybody else. I already know who he is. You can email it to me too, Cheesy, because I'd like to read it. And then Chuck will send it to me and I'll say like, oh, I'll get back to you, Chuck. (laughs) (laughs) And he never heard from her again. That's right. She just blew me off. She's like, send me your dreams. Here's my dream. Oh, screw you. I don't want to tell you your dream. Uh, October, do you you not agree that October (laughs) is our busy month? Yes. No, I agree. Are you okay? I stabbed myself with my toothpick. Sorry. It wasn't in my mouth where it belongs. It was in my hand. See what happens? Don't. Ugh. There you go. It's back where it belongs. Oh. <laughs> oh, it's so much fun doing this show with the two lovely ladies. I'm telling you, people. It's just so much fun. Because if you see the looks I get all the time, it's crazy. <sighs> well, remember, I don't like anything wood in the mouth. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Like popsicle sticks or toothpick. Oh, oh, I can't even talk about it. Oh, that's right. We talked about that. I remember that. Popsicle sticks. You like freak out. Mm-hmm. Don't you? <laughs> okay. How about a I'm... clown on a popsicle stick? Ooh. How about a clown with some wood? How about a bat mm-hmm. on a popsicle stick? <laughs> what? A bat on a popsicle stick? Flying was... out of an outhouse, Cheryl. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sure, that could go in my mouth. Why not? Sure. Mm, came straight oh. out of the toilet. Yummy. <laughs> yummy. Just throw it right in my mouth. Yummy, yummy, yummy. No, I have a weird thing with, with popsicle sticks and, and toothpicks. I, yeah. uh, you know what I hate? I hate when people take their fork and they scrape it on their teeth. Oh, my God. Me, too. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh my God. Oh, there's lots of people who do that. Oh, yeah. So I was watching um, Gordon Ramsay's MasterChef. And when they would taste all of the contestants' things, they would scrape their teeth with the fork. I'm very careful that it, the fork never touches my teeth. Hey, hear that? I gum it if I can. <laughs> oh God, it's like it's like it's like fingers on a chalkboard, man. When that? Jim sharpens our knives, but does oh. it make that sound? Oh. Uh. Sam grinding my teeth already. Man. And he was back there, and he tries to do it when I'm not going to notice. So he'll, like, sneak back because he keeps the knife sharpener back in the bedroom so that I don't hear him sharpen. But yeah. then I'll be walking through the house, and I'll hear him back there sharpening the knife. He'll be like, I hear that. I'm a little <laughs> concerned about why Jim is sharpening the knives so often. Well, because I cook, I cook everything from scratch, and you need to keep your kitchen knives very sharp because a dull knife is a dangerous knife. Most people think that the sharp knives are the more dangerous ones, but it's actually not. You're more likely to cut yourself or injure yourself if you're using a dull knife. Seriously? Really? Mm-hmm. I didn't know mm-hmm. that. I just thought sharp ones are the ones yeah. that just lop things off. So. No, sharp knives, the thing is, is like, say you're chopping an onion or a mm-hmm. carrot or some hard vegetable. Yeah. Uh, if you have to apply too much pressure, it's easy to make it slip and you can cut yourself and so if it's really sharp you don't have to apply very much pressure gotcha oh my god patty just said weird owl eating a popsicle would put whoa 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 (laughs) patty don't rile her up man She's, you see the face she's making right now. I am not a fan of weird ass. I'm just going right. to say, if, any, if yes. any people are listening and they want to submit dreams, make sure that they have one of these three things in it. Weird Al Yankovic, a bat, or mm-hmm. a clown. Oh. And Karen will love you for that. 
They, and a popsicle or a popsicle stick. Popsicle stick. Popsicle yeah. stick. Yeah. Yeah. You know, here's a sound I hate. I don't know if anybody else hates this, but you know, you have like Samsung phones and stuff like that. Uh, I think they're the ones where you hit when you're like, and you're hitting the buttons and they, they get the sound that's. Oh my God. A galaxy that does that, that. bubble. So- I just want to smack someone when they do that. It's like, stop, but can you just turn that off? It's like, I don't have my iPhone where it's going when I'm typing. What the heck is with that? Patty says, and Ruth Buzzy, but here's the thing. Yes, Ruth Buzzy was in the Weird Al Yankovic nightmare, but for some reason, she doesn't freak me out in the same way that Weird Al does with his crazy eyes and his teeth. <laughs> so, so we had like, we had, wait, we had Weird Al in a nightmare with Ruth Buzzy? Yes, this was when I was a kid. This is why I'm afraid of Weird Al. And they were stalking me. Not like a kid, like when I was in my 20s. Yeah, right. And they, really? they were trying to get into my house. Oh and my they God. were insanely cackling in their teeth and their crazy eyes. Oh. My God, I love Weird Al. White and nerdy. White and nerdy. Yeah, I love all those songs he does. No? Not, not going there? All right. Yeah, he freaks me out. All righty. When he was in town to perform mm-hmm. at the fair, mm-hmm. I didn't leave my house just in case. Seriously? Uh, well, well, what, what if you were at the fair and he came up and said, "Hey, Karen, how's it going? I'm Weird Al. Would you like scream and run or what? What would you? What would you? Probably. <laughs> the look on your face said it all right there. You're like, I, I don't even know how to respond to that. I'm totally freaked out by the question. He just <laughs> he freaks me out. I I don't right. know. I don't know why. I mean, I know it's not rational. It's a phobia no. for a reason. You know, I'm really a normal person. I'm not super neurotic, but I just have these few things that really bother me. No, it's okay. I have phobias. I don't like to fly. You know, that's one of my that's one of my biggies right there, man. Flying in heights. Mm, 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 oh, mm, Patty! Mm. Patty is in the in the chat room confirming that I do indeed have a weird owl phobia. Oh my! God. I wonder if there's like a scientific name for it, if it's just weird alophobia. I think that's pretty good. Weird alophobia. That's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. And, you know, he's been like, he's on a lot of TV shows and he's, yeah, I was watching. I love the show Drunk History, but he was on it playing Hitler. And um, he was. Yeah, I didn't know that. Okay. And that was actually kind of funny, but it took me a while to figure out his eyes weren't as crazy, even though he was being Hitler. He was looking for you, Karen. I know. <laughs> All right. Well, with that, now that everyone in our listening audience knows that I am batshit crazy, we'd like to wish you all a very happy Halloween. Yes. Uh, have a fantastic good time. Hey, you know what you should do, folks? You should take pictures of yourself in your costumes and post them on the Paranormal Underground page on Facebook yeah, so that we can awesome. see what you look like. Well, Maybe I can talk Cheryl into offering a little prize or something even for the one that we judge the best. Well, could you like could take all the pictures could you like put them out in like the magazine or something like on a page all the crazy halloween costumes would that be kind of cool yes it's definitely doable there you go folks let's go listen i did not clear this with cheryl beforehand i just like to point that out so if her, if she sounds a little you know like yeah. uh-huh that's because i just popped out i just yeah just pulled it out of my ass i love halloween so i'm all for that yeah, so take pictures of yourself and post it. I'll put I'll put post a picture of myself as a cowgirl. Howdy, howdy. Oh, I gotta see that one. Yes, I'll be adorable. I'm sure. sure. All right, so we must close now because we start okay. on time and we end on time. Hey, thanks everybody for listening to Paranormal Underground Radio in the Dark here on MixLR. We'll be back next week, 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. in the uh, Illinois state and other times in other flyover states. 
Thank you, everybody, for listening to the big show and have a happy Halloween. Good night. Happy, happy Halloween. Halloween. If you'd like to be a guest on Paranormal Underground Radio in the Dark, email us at editor at paranormalunderground.net. And until next week, remember this if something looks out of place or doesn't feel quite right, it could just be something paranormal.